Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast, episode 28. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ben. Hello. Thanks for joining us for another week where we discuss grassroots coaching. concept of this podcast is to discuss coaching youth football or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under 11s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences both good and bad and any advice we may have. Ultimately we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people who are coaching at the grassroots level. And if you do enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and give us a five-star review and a bit of a write-up there. These really help us to grow our show and get out to other listeners. So, Ben, how's, how's everything going? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Lost another game at the weekend um, because of the weather. Uh, people might have seen me have a little rant about that on the Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the fourth game we've lost this year. So it's uh, massively frustrating. So just just to be clear, then you didn't lose the actual game. You you the game yeah, was the, postponed. The game was postponed. Yes. Um, so last year we lost four or five games. It was all because of frozen pitches. This time it's just been heavy rain. Um, so yeah. Not much you can do about that, I guess. I guess the frustrating thing is the pitches kind of don't seem that bad. I went past our pitch on in the afternoon because I went to watch Evie play, um, and it looked absolutely fine. There was no no water on it. It looked nice and grassy, but I guess I don't know. It's probably they want to protect the pitch. Possibly I don't know, but it's almost getting to the point. As soon as it rains, you think, oh, we're not going to have a game. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's annoying. But um, Evie's game is on on arguably a much worse surface so um i went over to watch that which was good i don't often get to watch her play so um i went to watch her and they won three once so that was good second in the league um so yeah not so there was a silver lining i guess how about you how'd the girls yeah, get on yeah yeah so we, so we lost like actually lost the game was on but we lost <laughs> um and we, we're having a bit of a problem there's a bit of a i don't know if there's a bug running through the team or what but we've been struggling to get out a full team with subs the last few weeks so uh so we just well, had no, to no subs say again no subs no subs so played the whole game and then one of the girls went off injured so we were down to six and even though the other team were uh five one up you know very slow to get that other player off um, <laughs> you know but but there you go there you go <laughs> but yeah i mean we we talked about postponing the games through uh through rain didn't we a, a few episodes ago and we were saying that you know compared to the mud baths that, that we used to play on you know the pitches are so much better but it seems yeah. like people have got even more precious about protecting the pitches yeah, yeah. And I, don't, I don't want to keep going on about it but that's that's the way it seems to me i mean if it if it's absolutely teeming it down with rain on the day, I can kind of get it. And if it's been, I mean, here, it probably rained quite a lot Saturday morning. And it, it was kind of done by early afternoon. We had very, you know, that real, real light drizzle. We had a bit of that. And then 
Sunday morning, it was um, actually sunny and it was quite dry. Um, and I just didn't, I just, I couldn't see that that, that amount of rainfall could have made the pitch unplayable because it, it just wasn't enough rain, I don't think. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, the places we play at are, are, they're owned by other people. They're not owned by our club. So I guess they make the call because I got, we got told at half 11 Saturday night, which was actually quite late, but it hadn't rained for a while. So I was I was really surprised. I thought, then, but but then, you know, we had a half nine kickoff, and the opposition were coming probably forty five, fifty minute drive. So I guess you've got to make that call the night before, I suppose. So um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Um, and of course, loads of our other teams are playing on the three G at the club, and all their games went ahead. But because we're on grass at our age group, we don't get on the three G because the games are too long and it's too too much of a hassle to set the pitches up. So. Yeah, we're kind of the victims of, or we're at the mercy of the elements, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's just it's just annoying because we won't get those games back, and that's like a month's worth of games we've lost, and we've not even got to the, you know, freezing cold weather yet, which I assume will come at some point, and then you've got frozen pitches to contend with. So, um, yeah, 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 disappointing. But never mind, never mind. Don't want to go on about that again because you could just play the podcast from a few weeks ago and listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, January, February last year was uh, was really oh, yeah. frustrating, wasn't it? So hopefully it's not going to be quite that bad again, but, but let's yeah, see. We've got weather looks all right for the weekend. It's supposed to be sunny and not freezing. So we've, we've got actually, we've got a cup match. So I know for a fact that that game will have to be played at some point. It's a cup game. So, um, yeah, we will have a, we will have a game at some point with that. It should be at the weekend. So fingers crossed. Yeah, I think, I guess, you know, the more and more we're seeing, though, that again, with that tolerance or in, in, intolerance for uh, rain on, you know, having muddy pitches and whatever, then if it's going to be like that, then we definitely need more 3 and 4G pitches, don't we? Yep. And how many, so, par- how many parents and kids out of your team would say, oh, no, I don't want to play? I would say none. <laughs> it's all about the pitch. It's it's. Yeah. Well, uh, forget the frozen pitches that we're going to experience in uh, in the next month or two. Mm. For the in terms of the rain, yeah, absolutely. Everyone everyone would want to play. It's all it's all about the pitch, it seems. So again, if there's petitions out there, you know, people I want to point us to. Yeah, I've retweeted a couple, and I've, I did sign one. It probably make no difference, but you know, it's worth doing. It. That's it's the spirit. It. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 no point glass, glass either. <laughs> okay, so Ben, what we wanted to talk about this week was messy wannabes, wasn't it? So either from the players' perspective or or from the parents slash coaches' perspective as well. So yeah, I guess initially we'll we'll talk about you know messy wannabes from the players' perspective. So mm-hmm. what? What do we mean by that? Well, I think we're talking about that kid that you probably remember from the school playground where there was always one kid who was a little bit better than everybody else and he wouldn't pass to anybody. And he'd go on a mazy dribble and try and beat about 10 players. Um, so that's kind of what I've got in mind, in my head. You know, that that kid who doesn't seem to want to pass the ball and is a bit more of an individual than a team player. Um and I'm sure we've all come across those kids. Um, I've certainly got at least one in my team who's like that. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm coming from with it, and it's just kind of how we as coaches can sort of deal with that and try and educate them to use the ball better, make better decisions, be better team players. So yeah, what, what do you think? What's your perspective on that phrase? I'm going to be playing a bit of devil's advocate, I think. You always because, do. You always do. It's what we yeah, like. so what, what if we actually had, he wasn't just a messy wannabe, he was like the next messy, mm. and he kept dribbling through everyone, and every time he passed to a teammate, they'd lose it. So he'd have to go and win it back <laughs> and try and dribble around everyone again and ends up scoring. What if you've got one of those in your in your side? Well, that's well, yeah, that's the that's the challenge, isn't it? And uh, it's about striking the right balance, isn't it? And I think that's where education comes into it a little bit and trying to incorporate them into the the team the team ethic as well as not wanting to stifle that individual talent. Um, and like I probably said on here before, when I did my level one, the, you know, I've, I've said it before, the, the phrase that our coach said, he said, you, you, you don't want a team of James Milner's, um, you know, no, and he, he said, I'm not, I'm not dissing James Milner, but he said, you know, you, do you, do you want a team of people who are going to be workhorses and, you know, use the ball carefully or do you want to see a bit of flair? And I kind of, I kind of know that was kind of an interesting thing for me to hear because I was always like, you know, oh, we don't want, I don't want my players to go on these mazy dribbles and all this, but I kind of do. But I just think there's a time and a place for it. And it's just about that decision making part of it because all that's going to happen is if you've got one kid doing that, he's just going to alienate the rest of his teammates, which isn't a situation you really want to be in. So, um, Well, how about how about you tell us a little bit, because it's, it's a bit more than that for you, isn't it, as well? So it's not just from your own perspective, you think, oh, he's, you know, off dribbling again. You know, it, it's having an impact on the team, isn't it? It started to, yeah. Um, we've got, so I've got one player who it's, it's now become quite an issue that he's not passing the ball uh, to the point that it's now upsetting his teammates. So I've had one, again, I've mentioned this before, I've had one player who's complained to his parents, whose parents have contacted me saying, you know, he's coming home upset because so-and-so is not passing him the ball. And then just last week at training, uh, one of my players, he was, he sort of went over to his dad um, who normally just sits in the stand and watches training, you know, fine. And this, this, this is a, he's a, he's a great lad. It doesn't give me any trouble. He's, you know, the proverbial, one of the first on the team sheet, brilliant player, um, bit of a dream to coach. He's, you know, he listens and he, he learns and he pays attention. He's, and he's really got a really nice character. You can have a bit of fun with him. And he, and he was sort of in tears and I was kind of, I was really, really surprised because I've never seen him react like that. It's really out of character for him. So I, I said, hey, what, what's, what's wrong? And he, he didn't want to tell me. And I, I had to kind of drag it out of him. I kept saying, Look, what's the matter you can tell me? I want you to tell me because I can see you're upset. And he, and he said, he said, nobody's passing to me. And I was, I was kind of shocked because I hadn't really seen that. When I was in, it, this was just a match at the end of training. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really paying that much attention in terms of RP, was, was, was he being singled out kind of thing? Um, and he, you know, he's a 
really popular member of the team. It's not like he was anyone would victimise him or anything. So, that I, you know, I kind of saw who was on his team, and I would say it was only a six-a-side game. So, there's two two players who are probably a little bit worse at not releasing the ball than others, and of course they were both on his team. And the one in particular who is who I've got the real kind of issue with, of course, was on his team. And I did notice during the game. Not that he wasn't passing into this lad who was upset, but he was doing his usual, you know, completely over dribbling, not passing, not getting his head up. So I was aware that he was sort of going back into his usual kind of type of not passing. And then, and then another lad was sort of doing the same as well. And I was kind of saying to them during the game, look, guys, come on, overdoing this. You've got options here, there, you know, get your head up, think about it. Um, so, so that's kind of two players now who've flag this up as a problem and they are getting upset by it so it's kind of a bit of a head scratcher how do I deal with it um, so far I've actually moved this player's position he actually plays he's left foot he's the only left footer in the team so he plays normally on the left of midfield the last full game we played I actually played him in defence and I, I kind of explained to him I said look you know we've obviously I just you know I, I've got to sort of treat him with kick gloves because he's He's the player in my team. He's a little bit of a loner. He do, he doesn't mix the same as the other kids, and he and he can be, you know, he's one of those. He's quite hard to read, so you don't really know what he thinks when you're talking to him. He, you know, he's not that expressive, so it's kind of like, well, how can I sort of approach this? And I said, look, I mean, the, the previous week we'd given him an individual challenge, and we said, look, I want your challenge is when you receive the ball, first thing, control it, get your head up, have a look. If you've got an option, maybe try and pass it, move into space look for the ball back, that kind of thing. I wouldn't say that challenge made much difference. So the following week, I, said, I pulled into one side and I said, right, I'm going to play you in defence today for the first 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. And I said, the reason I'm doing it is because I want to see if you can use the ball a bit better because you're, you know, at times you're over dribbling and, you know, you're not passing to teammates. And I just think in defence, you just got to think a bit quicker use the ball a bit quicker. You can't really take risks in those areas, that sort of thing. And he did okay. And he kind of, you know, he released the ball quicker and it kind of worked. And of course I pushed him up into midfield again a bit later and he just reverted straight back into that over dribbling. Then I put him in defence for the last 15 minutes and he just, whereas the first 15 he'd been really good. He just, he just basically forgot where he was playing. He just went back into his natural position and I was kind of like, no, come on, you got to get back and this sort of thing. So, on Sunday again, he's gonna. I'm gonna play him in defence, and I'm probably gonna keep doing it until I can see that he's started to get the message about his ball use. Um, whether that's addressing the issue directly with the impact seven on the other players, this is the dilemma I've got, and this is where obviously I'm playing different scenarios in my head. What I will do to try and combat this because it's now got to the point where, like you said, it is having an impact on the team. So I'm knocking around a few ideas and trying to think about the best way to approach it but that's the dilemma so with your devil's advocate head on, head on what would you do in that situation i guess a couple of questions so initially when when he goes off on his mazy dribbles mm. how often do they come off it's a good question i would say <laughs> being brutally honest i would say let's say if he does five of them mm mm-hmm. I would say possibly one. So maybe let's say 20%, say. More often than not, he will... I mean, we, the last game we played, prime example, he got the ball, 
and he went past one player, then another, then another, and then he went went past the fourth, and he just ran the ball out for a goal kick. And that's kind of this is that's the sort of thing that happens, or I'll eventually lose the ball. Um, and, and the weird thing is, it's not because I wouldn't even say he's got. The, he's, he's like a messy type. It's just, I think it's just his natural instinct. As soon as he gets the ball, his head's down, he looks straight at the opponent and he's trying to beat him. He's not aware of where are the players. Occasionally he does pass the ball. It's not all the time, but the amount of times there's players in really good positions screaming for the ball, you know, in the box or whatever. We've got men into the area and he just completely overdoes it again and we lose the ball. And that's where the frustration's coming in because we're, we're wasting openings and, you know, it's just not... He's the only one who does it to that extreme. And it's it's a really odd thing. It's not because... It's not like he's got that ability where it'll come off nine times out of ten and he'll score a wonder goal. It's just, it's just in his nature. Yeah, because I was asking, because again, you see, you see videos of Messi and Coutinho and whatever playing futsal or, you know, being young kids and they, they do run around the whole team and bury it in the top corner, don't they? So, uh, yeah. I just wondered if, if it comes off every now and then. Um, no, I mean, he's, he's set up, he does set up a few goals now and then, but I mean, he's not scored a goal this season. Um, and I can think of a couple of assists, but it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. So I think you've you've probably answered it, the other question that I was going to ask, but uh, I'll ask it anyway. So when he receives the ball, where is his head? <laughs> Where's his head? On his, on his well, so, so on his shoulders, <laughs> but I mean, so where are his where, eyes? Where's he, where's he looking? Yeah, where are his eyes? <sighs> So, I mean, as soon as he receives it, he will just—he literally will look at his opponent. He won't—he won't—he won't glance up or look around. Really, I, I don't see. Um, whereas, obviously, a lot of other players do, and you notice that. You know, they're aware and they're just looking for that option. He's very much, and I—I I say this to him. I say, you know, as soon as you get it, you need to have a little glance. Just have a little glance over your—you know—left, right, wherever you are. I'm normally right because he's, he's on the left of midfield normally. Just look in field, you know, just see. I mean, and I've, I've said, you know, to be fair, he needs to get a call because we're a quiet team. Sometimes people aren't calling for the ball, so they've got no divine right to expect the ball if they're not calling for it because he's not, you know, he's not Superman. But at the same time, I say to him, get the ball, just take a little look, then make your decision. Am I going to pass it? Am I going to go at my man? Um, and I've said, I, know, I do say, there's a, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to beat your man, but, you know, if you've got two players and this, this happens a lot, if you've got a couple of players in the box who aren't marked very well, that ball's got to go in there. It's got to. Because they're expecting it in there and they're calling for the ball in there more often than not. So, yeah, he's, he's, yeah I understand what you're saying. His head, or where he's looking, is not moving around looking, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? He's just kind of, he'll get the ball, then he'll just look straight at his man. Or look at his feet, can I beat, can I beat him? So, uh, and I guess what I'm wondering is if his head is down it's less about decision making because he's only got one decision yeah to go at his man yeah so i guess that's the you know rather than just telling him stop over dribbling stop over dribbling can you get him to to just get his head up and weigh up what the options are yeah which is kind of what i say to him you know so that's it's like as soon as you get it 
your natural thing should be to have a little glance and see is there something on instead of what he does literally but you can just see it in his eyes right i've got the ball i'm gonna try and beat my man that's kind of what he does I, I think a lot of people do think that, though, don't they? On, when you're on the wing, that's that's what wingers do, isn't it? Get the ball, beat your man. Yeah, and, and I'm being facetious with that comment slightly, but you know that that's what a lot of people think wing play is all about: chalk yeah. on the boots and all that. Well, that's true, but wing play is also setting up goals, isn't it? Otherwise, what's the point of having a winger if he's just going to run the ball out of play or run into a man and lose the ball? So. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of, I've got no problem with him beating a man at all, and I encourage that, but it's kind of, I think it's it's, it's that perspective of watching, and I see it, I've started to see it in training now as well, watching his teammates calling for the ball in really good positions, and he's not passing it. He's trying to, he's got two men in front of him, say, and he'll try and beat them both. Whereas he's got a man to his right who's unmarked, and I see this in training, and they're calling for it. But the, and the, the calling for it is starting to change. You know, it's not like, hey, pass it, pass it. It's like, pass it, pass it. You know, that kind of annoyance. It's like a frustration. Yeah, and I've started to hear that a lot, and I've also heard it from the parents as well. Parents are making little comments, you know, getting a bit more aggressive shouting pass. I mean, they shouldn't be shouting, telling them what to do anyway, but, um, you know, those those kind of comments are becoming a little bit more, I wouldn't say aggressive, well, aggressive, I don't like to use that word, but you know, a bit more urgent and, you know, kind of one parent in particular who is the one who contacted me and said, you know, my son's coming up home upset. You know, I've heard at one point he was, he shouted to me, oh, this is a team game. You've got to play as a team, you know, when he was over dribbling. So it's a, it's a delicate one and I kind of need to approach the subject somehow. I mean, my thought with the, I don't know what you think about, what I've decided to do. My my thought is to have all the boys in a in a group. I'm not, and I, will, I won't mention any names. And I'll just say, you know, I've just just a few observations from training and games. Um, I've noticed some players getting a bit frustrated because they're not getting past the ball, and then just approach it like that and reiterate the team ethic and decision making all that, rather than singling this a kid out and going, look, come on, enough is enough. You've got to start passing the ball because I just think that's a bit too. Like I said, I don't know how we take that. So it's just trying to find the right balance. I, I don't think if if I was, I, I'm trying to you know put myself in that position, you know. So I'm, I'm. I presume you don't have this problem with the girls, by the way. We don't really have that problem, I don't think, at the moment. Um, we do have have a star player. We, you know, we have we have our strivers and we have uh, girls who are lagging behind as well. Mm. Again, they they might. I haven't really seen it too much in other teams either um, that we've played. You know, where someone's uh, we played teams who have definitely got a star player, and then they will they will generally stand out above everyone else, but not. I wouldn't say in the same way. I mean, you've said there that that. The success rate is about twenty percent. So, yeah. so this is not over dribbling from a star player. This is just uh, just over dribbling, and uh, yeah, yeah. I think so. So, what I was going to say is, I, 
what you've described, I mean, saying that, well, people don't want to pass. Again, if I if my modus operandi is to get the ball and try and beat my man mm. every time, and, you know, Johnny over there feels a bit bad because he he doesn't get passed to very often, I don't think that's going to have that much of a difference on my behavior. Mm. Um, so... I just wonder if if something a bit more subtle, a bit more inception <laughs> is required. So I'm all again. Ears. Uh, say again. I'm all ears. Well, so I, I, I haven't really thought thought about <laughs> it too much, but I mean, essentially, if you just if you were to say so, so I know my my success rate is probably less than twenty percent. So I I don't often try it um but if you've got a defender in front of you mm. you know maybe pose the question if you've got a defender in front of you you know is that more difficult or easier if you don't have someone in front of you mm. now and get them thinking about movements rather than just the dribbling so if you can lay off a pass, if you can use your teammate and you can get into space, you can get maybe in behind that defender, maybe you're going to play a one-two, then you've got a clear run down the wing or, or maybe in yep. goal, in on yep. goal. Yeah, I've, I've used that analogy. I use that a lot, um, you know, pass, move. Because then you've got the defender on the turn. He's going to find it harder to, you know, if you're facing him, he's facing you. you you're running at him, ping it, go. He's, you've got half a yard to get past him. Yeah, you know, it's all that stuff. Well, um, and the other one was, well, again, the question. So, so you get the ball, dribble at the defender. You might get past him, you might not the first time. You do the same the second time. You get the ball the third time. What does the defender think you're going to do? Hmm. Things you're going to do exactly the same as what you did before, and yeah. it's all about trying to trick your opponents, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So even if you lay off a pass inside and then move in space, and you don't receive the ball, okay. But the defenders now thinking you get that ball that second or third time, you don't quite know what you're going to do. Mm. And if if you know you receive the ball, lay it off inside the first time. Receive the ball, lay it off a second time. Receive the ball, go to lay it off, then go and attack the defender. Because you know, yep. he, might, he might be getting a bit comfortable and he thinks, I know what's happening here, I'm going to go in and try and win this ball. I, I think if you can encourage that, that and really you know, make it understood that it is an advantage mm. to use your teammates. It's not just, it's not a social nicety. No, you know, no, it's not absolutely. all playing nice in the garden. This yeah. is it is a genuinely positive thing. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can work as a team, you'll win more matches. Yeah. I think the other thing with it as well is that he's he is so so one footed that you know, it's always that it'll always be to go on the outside. That's his that's his main he he won't come inside. It's always so it's very predictable. So he will always go on the outside because he's so one footed. Uh so you kind of know after a while, if you're marketing, which what he's going to do, because he's only going to go that one way. You know, if you show him inside, 
he's not interested as much. You know, he, he I can't ever think of him coming in field dribbling. It's always going the one way on the outside. That's his that's his sort of set. Um, I think Messi's pretty one footed though, isn't he? Does yeah. all right with it. Yeah, but he doesn't just go. On, he doesn't just get on down the wing, though, does he? He's all over the place, coming inside, outside. He goes all over the shop. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's what I'm well, saying. Yeah, but this is the thing: is because this kid isn't messy. So no, you know, no, but I'm saying I, I don't think the one-footedness is is necessarily the problem. It's well, having those, those that ability to to use that one foot to take you inside or outside. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. He isn't. Messi, so he's he he's not comfortable coming inside because then he's he can't use his right foot, so it's he's kind of then restricted with what he's going to do. So he, he, everything he does is on the outside, um, and it, and it's odd because when I look at, I mean, you know, all the players go on go on a dribble, they all do it, but not to that extreme. And they don't, and there's it, it's the the sort of lack of end product that's the most frustrating thing. Um, all the players will do it. I can think of every single one in the team who at some point will go on a dribble, which is not a problem. But, you know, there's always they'll go inside, they'll go outside. It's not it's not predictable and there is an end product to it and a sort of purpose to it. And it's kind of, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's So it's an interesting point that, though. So, I mean, when I think of a one-footed player, I still think of the dribbling piece of it you know, the control as mm. being both feet. Yeah. Whereas, you know, passing, shooting, you know, they're, they're, you know, that's where the left foot or in this case, the right foot is, is just there for standing. Mm. I mean, is it, is the dribbling, is it like eight, you know, 80% touches with the left foot and then just 20% with the right foot or when the dribbling are they using both feet? No, no, it's all one-footed. It's all, all, all just one foot. I would give him a challenge, and you're you're going to have to sacrifice some performances. I would even have him for a whole match, saying I only want to see you using your right foot. <laughs> That'd be that is a hell of a challenge. Yeah. Well, or or maybe yeah, maybe not not complete totally throw him in for a match, but certainly for a training session. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one because uh, you know he's he's drastically limiting himself there. Because, like, say, I was I was kind of assuming dribbling wise, he was using both feet. But no, if no, he's no. Not, if you think of yeah, no, if you think of somebody just dribbling literally with it's kind of is it dribbling? What what he what he tends to do is. You know, like, if, I mean, when you say dribbling, you're thinking of, like, that really close control. The ball's almost glued to your foot. To yeah. Dribbling. yeah, yeah, No, he doesn't do that. He he does this kind of, he does a step over a lot. He does this quite big step over, which is quite good. It sometimes bit, works. Bit of a Mark Walters, is he? <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of, he does it, it's kind of odd to watch. It's not like a, it's not like a really quick step over. It's kind of bizarre. It's quite, it's like a big loop he does. But it does fool people. To give him credit, it does. Um but what he'll tend to do is he'll knock the ball a bit in front of him and try and run after it. That like that. It's not like the ball's so glued to his feet that you know that he's bamboozing defenders. It's kind of like that knocking, you know, knocking it past, kick and chase trying, it. Yeah, trying to use brute force to get past him. Um, he's not the he's not the quickest. He's quite stocky, um, so he can you know at times build up. When he gets going, he can be hard to stop. But it's just that. 
getting carried away thing with it. And like I said, he's not, he's not a messy type. I keep using that word, but it's not like the ball's glued to his foot and he, and he's so hard to get the ball off. It's very much, let's knock it past in sort of big little, and then do some big strides and try and get after it. So yeah, it's, um, whereas a lot of the other players who dribble in the team, you know, there is that, you can see they've really got the ball under control and it's close to their feet and it's a bit harder to get off them and they'll go they'll go both ways and that sort of thing. Um, so, it, so it is that kind of predictability and if you're doing that for the whole game, you can, it becomes very easy to defend against because you can see defenders just trying to block him on his left side because they know he's going to try and go down the flank. So, yeah, there's, uh, you know. So I genuinely think... Um, and, and you know the player far better than I do. So I'm just trying to build up that picture just from what, what we're talking about. But I think there's some technical things to work on there yeah. because just just the, the complete one-footedness. And it's fine not being able to strike with both feet, not being able to pass really well with both feet. But when you're on the move, I, I think, you know, I would definitely encourage everyone to, to be using both feet. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's that to work on. But also the psychological part to it is trying to get that message across. And it, it might be that you have to deliver the same message over and over again until the, fe- the penny finally drops. Yeah, I think the hard thing is this, the message has been going on for... You know, since we started last year, it's been an ongoing thing. Um, and it's frustrating because you can't, you know, with every other every other player who's had a weak area or a, an area they can improve, you can kind of see that progression. But this this particular player, it's kind of, it's the one where you, if, if I think back to when we started and I think, right, has he, has he progressed as much as I would have liked or would have hoped with his areas of improvement? I can't honestly say that he has, and that's a, that's difficult, and that's maybe that's partly my fault um, as well. But you know, it's kind of it is a it is an ongoing thing, and and trying to you know just get him to think and to become that more of a team player and use that that head a bit more to make the right decision. It's really really difficult, but I, you know, it's a good suggestion. What you've said, and, and you know, thinking about it, when I think about the players, a lot of them do use both feet. I can think of a lot of them who, you know, they 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 do little tricks with both feet, and they're very good with both feet and comfortable. But yeah, it's very much a maybe it's a left-footed thing that just left-footed players aren't as good with their right or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a fair old sweeping statement, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think of left-footers who I used to watch play who were rubbish with their right foot. I don't know. I can't really think of any. There probably are a few. Who were rubbish with their right foot. I think there's a whole bunch of left-backs who played through the 90s for Liverpool who I could rattle off for you. Steve, Steve Harkness. Steve <laughs> I know Staunton had a decent right foot. Yeah. Um, David Burrows. I think Paul Merson was the most one-footed player. He's right-footed, but he was the most one-footed player I ever saw, Paul Merson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I think... You know, I think it's it's not it's it's it is that is an issue, but I think it's just the social side of it with him as well is is difficult, and it's almost like I just I almost want the players to sort of not have a go at him, but really question him. Why aren't you passing me the ball? Um, you know, because I it would I almost think he'd probably maybe take a bit of notice of that possibly. Um, 
but you know it's harder to it's hard to get players to do that i've found so i they do a little bit moan but it's kind of you know that hey you know i was in there why don't you pass the ball to me sort of thing you know i i think the biggest challenge you've got there and and any of us have got is if you see that repeated behavior and you think you're getting your message across or you're sending out the message, chances are you're not. Or yep. you're sending out the message, but it's not being received. The trick is going to be, how can you get that message across so that it's received and understood? Yeah, and this is what I said a while back in, in terms of, because obviously I've now got players that it's affecting. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's not, I've got to reiterate, it's not, that thing where it's a one-off and somebody's just not been past the ball in a game, it's a, it's a continual thing. So players are now expecting him not to pass the ball and they're getting fed up of it, um, which I can understand because it's going been going on for a long while. It's not like it's a one-off in one game and somebody's going, oh, he didn't pass to me today. It's, it's kind of every week. And they're almost expected not to get the ball and you can see them getting fed up and all this sort of thing. That's why it's become a problem. Um so it is the hard, like you said, the hard point is how do we get the penny to drop? I mean, now I'm going to be playing him in defence regularly for a while. I think he's, you know, he's going to find that difficult because it's not his natural position, and and I'm almost sacrificing a bit of the team, the team kind of potential to get results and stuff. But I'm prepared to do that because I think it's more important that players develop rather than the be and end all of winning games. And I'll probably have parents thinking, oh, why is he playing him there? You know, we're going to be weaker in defence if you do that. But I'm prepared to do it because I think it's the only way that he's going to start learning because he he's probably not going to feel that he can go on a mad dribble when he's by his, on the edge of his box and he's got three defenders and three attackers in front of him. So, and I did but is he really going to learn the lesson as well? So if he doesn't really understand why, then... When he goes back on the wing, he'll, he'll just revert to type, I think. Well, this is what I've, I've explained to him. I said, this is why I'm doing it, because I think we need to try, we need to try and improve your decision-making and your teamwork and how you work in a defensive unit and how you use the ball. And it's like, look at how the other defenders use it. You know, they're very good at distribution. Um, you know, the movement's good, all this sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, we've only done it for two 15-minute blocks so far. So it's going to be, I want to do it over a period of weeks and just see how how that develops and how he uses the ball and how he makes decisions. Um, and, he, and he might find it easier with the whole pitch in front of him, maybe, rather than being isolated on that wing where he, he naturally drifts to. And his first thought is, I've got to beat my man. You know, if he's got players, he'll have more players with more options is the sort of idea behind it. Um, and he can hopefully find them. And he did. I did see signs of that before he reverted back to what he normally does. Can I ask a, a different question? Oh, actually, so <laughs> have you asked him what why he dribbles so much? Yeah, not directly. No. Why not? Um, I guess because of the personality he is, I'm just kind of very wary about upsetting him I suppose it's kind of he's one of he's probably the one player I would say out of all of them that I am more wary about dealing with not because I'm scared of saying the wrong thing it's just he's the kind who whose head may drop 
and feel like he's being a bit picked on. Not that I would do it like that or it would come across like that, but I, I just, it's kind of odd. It's, it's, it's really hard to describe because if you don't, if you knew him and you observed him, you'd kind of know where I'm coming from. It's kind of, because I haven't got another player like him really. Um, so, for example, what, what would be wrong with it? Oh, go, go on. Example. I was just going to say, I'll give you an example that kind of why I think that. I mean, we played a game the other week and I, I took him off. Um, so he, he played the first 50 minutes, I took him off and I, played, I put him back on, then I took him off again. And when he came off the second time, he, um, he, he walked off so slowly and he had his head, he was looking at the floor and his shoulders were really sagged and he kind of walked off and I was like, hey, what's up? What's, you know, he played really well. Um, and he didn't say anything. He just, he walked off and he, he walked right around the pitch. I didn't come and sit with the other subs. He just walked off. I think he went to get a drink. Um, but he didn't say anything. He just wouldn't speak. Um, and he's probably disappointed I took him off possibly, but then all the players, none of them like coming off. Um, so he sort of trudged off and he, he didn't come back for about 10 minutes and he came back and I think we had four subs that day, which is why everyone was coming on and off. So, the other three subs were sat right behind me and he just, he took himself off and sat 20 yards away on his own, cross-legged on the floor and just looked at the floor, didn't watch the game. And it was really odd. And that's kind of, that kind of highlights the sort of character he is. He's very much a bit of a loner. I think he's an only child. Not that that's, you know, there's a couple of other only childs and they're fine. Um, I don't know. It's, well, you also don't know what's going on in their lives as well. No, and it, you know, it's the one player who, you know, he turns up late a lot. You know, he, I mean, the last game he played, he turned up 10 minutes after kickoff and he was supposed to start the game and he kind of turned up, you know, and I didn't get an, anything from the parents. I didn't get, oh, we're going to be late. I didn't get an apology, which was frustrating. So that happens a lot. He's late a lot. And, you know, I don't think there's any issue with what goes on at home, but you, you never know. I don't see any of that. Um, so he's, that's the kind of kid that he is, and he's very serious. I don't see him kind of joking around and messing around with the other players as much. He is very serious. When he, you know, if he scores a goal, he runs straight back to halfway line, no smile, very serious, doesn't really celebrate with the other players. It's, it's very odd. It's very odd. I don't see it anywhere else. Um, so that's that's the kind of personality he is, and it's very much. I'm very wary of sort of pulling to one side and saying, "Hey, look, you know, why why do you? I mean, what do you say? Why do you over dribble all the time? Why do you?" Well, look, let's let's come to how I'd, I'd phrase it. But I know what's not going to make him uh, change his behaviour is his teammates getting frustrated, parents, you know, getting frustrated and shouting no, no, things as well. It's just going to make him more isolated. And I'm really against that, and I don't, I don't. I'm trying to nip it in the bud before we that gets too far down the road because that doesn't help anybody. Yeah, it really doesn't. I, I I think so. And I'm not saying. And again, you'd have to work this out with your your assistant because you know, obviously, you, this is what we're always trying to do, isn't it? Balance the whole team and you know, execute on the coaching plan. Yeah, uh, that we want to. But I'm sure between the two of you, uh, you can figure it out. But you know, slightly brutally, what I'd say to you is, you know, you've got a choice. Are you going to coach him or are you not going to coach him? Mm. So, you know, in that Yoda way, do or not do, <laughs> there is no try. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm only committed to so, coach him. I'm not, you know, I'm not hanging him out to dry or anything like that. No, no, I know, but, of, but you're, you're, you're hesitant. You've never actually asked him any of the questions because you, you don't want to upset him. But I think, I think there's ways to ask the questions without being accusatory, mm. if that's even a word. It's that getting is, late, isn't it? It is a word. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, if if you were to stand on the wing with him, with a cone in front of you, or a few cones around you, different coloured for his own team and uh, defenders, so stand with him. Right, you receive the ball, you've got a defender there, you've got teammates there and there, and another defender there. Tell me, what are you thinking right now about what is your next move going to be? Yep. And get him to explain what he's actually thinking. Yep, that's fair. I have done that, but you're right. It's kind of, yeah... I have, I do do that scenario. I've done it a few times. It's kind of, you know, I place people and I say, right, you get the ball. What should you do? Um, but yeah, that's an, that's a really good way of phrasing it. What are you thinking? That's a really good way into it. And I will, I will use that because, you know, because yeah, normally I would say, okay, what's the right thing to do? Kind of thing, which probably isn't the best way of phrasing it, but you know, you've got a guy here, you've got a guy in front of you. What, what, what would you do? What should you do? But yeah, asking him what goes through your mind at that point, that's a really good way of doing it. And I'd be really interested to hear what his answer is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if he thinks, I don't know, maybe he doesn't even think about it. It's probably just... It and just that might be his answer. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, but yeah, I will do that on um, Thursday. But I think you, you said you've done that before, but have you done it in the group setting? Because I'm thinking... Individually. All right, okay. No, no, sorry, you're thinking individually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not really. I've done it, yeah, more in a group as a collective. So, you know, I'll play, you know, I'll have them round and I'll place a couple of people and talk through a scenario. Um, but yeah, individually, no, I haven't. But I will. I think you're right. That's possibly a better a better way of doing it. And, and the thing is, he, he might not, depending on what his answer is, you know, will lead to your next, you know, ideally a question again to follow it up based on what he said so maybe he does just think you know thinks nothing (laughs) (laughs) so um you know do you think you do you think it's all about your footwork do you think all of the game is is about your feet or or do you think it's you know mental as well Mm. yeah you know i i would start to use those questions and then you know, maybe let's circle back and and see you know where that's going because I don't think you're going to have one conversation or one you know one training session and then the light switch is going to switch on and then he's suddenly going to be you know the world's best team player. But just finding out why is this behaviour um, persistent? You know, yeah. so so you've been sending out your knowledge onto him but he's he's just not it's not resonating because it's not changing any behavior so yeah so yeah let's let's give that a go and um and see how you get on i guess yeah i'll report back next week and uh i'll let you know how it goes in the game as well when he's played in defense and see if that has had an impact as well i think it's little little subtleties whether it 
yeah, I don't know. How, yeah, whether he sees that as punishment, I don't think so. I mean, I've explained why we're doing it, but yeah, I think that one-on-one kind of is punishment, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. But then, of course, then you get the other side of it, and people are saying, people are saying, well, players shouldn't have a set position at this age; they should be playing all over the pitch. That's yeah, the but you're thing. not, you're not, you're not moving him there because of that, are you? <laughs> Um, no, but then I could, but then I can stand behind it and say, we need somebody on the left side of defence who can use the ball well. So I can put a positive spin on it because we don't have many defenders either. So I kind of do need an extra defender. So it's kind of nobody's got a divine right not to play in defence. You know, it's kind of I have to do what's best for the team, and I think I actually do think it is best for the team as well as for him because I think. There's other players who can play in his position. Um, it means other players get more time on the pitch because I can. Because normally our defenders play more than everybody else because we haven't got enough of them. So it it means I can rotate the team a bit better and be a bit fairer. So there's, there's other elements that play, but yeah, you're right. Primarily, I'm doing it not to punish him, but to try and educate him. Because you know, I, I, the reason I said that, and the reason I said because it kind of is, is some of the words that you were choosing to use made it sound a bit like that. And if it made it sound a bit like that to me... What did I you, say? You, well, well, I was... I was. You're saying it's not a punishment, but the way you said it, it made it sound like it was. And then I said, I but it is, I, really. I, and then I, you ge- said, well, it is, but... but. <laughs> well, I don't mean all that. I, I genuinely don't mean it as a punishment because I, I wouldn't do that I'm doing no so again the reason I'm saying it is it can come across to the lad that way yeah I'm very, oh, I am conscious of that which is why I'm very careful with how I've worded it to him mm-hmm. um, and I've I've focused that focused on that decision making part of it and just trying to use the ball better which I don't think is a negative I just think it's kind of you know this is just want to try and improve your ball work a bit better and your decision making and that kind of thing. So I've tried to put a, you know, and he's not complained and he's not, you know, I've not had any comments from anybody about it. So that's not to say that his parents aren't going home going, oh, I don't know why he's put you in defence. Um, he, he doesn't sound, from just from what you've said tonight, doesn't sound like he, it doesn't sound like he say boo to a goose. So he'll never complain to you, even if he's not happy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he would, but it's, this is the other thing I was going to say about it as well, which which would be interesting to get your perspective on this. Um, he's, uh, his his dad can be quite... His mum said to me, oh, you know, well, after a game, and I think all dads do this to a point, he says, oh, you know, his dad really critiques him on his performance in the car on the way home. You know, he sort of... And she sort of jokingly said, oh, you know, if she focuses on all the things he's done wrong and picks the bones out of this and that. And um, she was sort of laughing about it. But I thought, I wonder what, I wonder what impact that has on him. And she's, and she's saying, she said, oh, you know, he's always saying stuff like, oh, why aren't you taking corners? You should be taking corners. Put yourself forward, take corners and all this. Um, so he's, he's, he sounds like he's really trying to push him. Uh, okay. So, so, so there's, there's that. You've got to throw that in as well to the mix. And I think that that brings a little bit of pressure on his shoulders, possibly. Um, so, and this is, this is the other thing. In a, in a game, you don't, you never, literally, you never hear his dad shout at all until his son gets the ball 
and then he's really like, go on, go on, go on, you know, that sort of thing. But but you don't hear him encourage any other player in the team or anything like that. And you only ever hear him when his son's got the ball, then it's that sort of urgent, do you know, do you know can you imagine how it is? You know, that urgent, yeah, go on, go on, go on, beat him, go on, go on. It's, it's like that. And I wonder if he hears that and he thinks, oh, yeah, I've got to beat my man. Do you know what I mean? It's like that pressure. So, so you know what I said before about, you know, that that's, that's quite an old, well, not even old school, but a lot of the culture in English football is about wingers, old school wingers, you know, 4-4-2, guys on the wing yeah. need to beat their man. Yeah. Get down the, the wing. And again, you don't need to have the ball close to you. If you're big and strong, you can hit it past them and just run, mm. run after it. I think he's being coached, coached in inverted commas, by his dad through conversations on the way home, through the week, you know, because we only get the kids, you know, hour training and then for the match days. He's being coached through the week by his dad to go down the wing each time. I think you've, you've possibly hit the nail on the head there, possibly. Yeah, I think there's definitely... The more I think about that scenario with his dad and that it's almost egging him on to do it. That's mm-hmm. that's how I can that's the only way I can describe it. Um and you know, you know, we all do it. Yeah, go on, go on, you know, you can do it. But you hear all the other parents encouraging every child. It's not just their own. They're mm-hmm. you know, they're calling out all different so, yeah, go on, well done, you know. I mean a couple Maybe not so much, but generally, you know, everyone encourages each other. You, you do hear the dads shouting more at their own kids. You do hear that, but um, not 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 this sort of when he gets on a run. It's that frantic. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Do you know what I mean? That is what. The more I think about it, and the more, and like you said there, it's it. It's, it, it sounds it's, like it's something that that's been discussed before the match, though, doesn't it? Yeah, just, no, it just does. again listening to what you're saying there, it sounds like you know. Come on, we've talked about this. Just yeah, put yeah. into practice what we've discussed. Yeah, and it's kind of he's probably hearing that encouragement, and thinking, "Yeah, I've got to beat another man because my dad's shouting at me." Do you know what I mean? I think, I think, even, right. I think even if he doesn't hear it, to be honest, if, yeah. If he, if they've discussed it before, he gets the ball. He knows what he's got to do. Yeah. I've left that quite late to sort of slip that in there, but um, the more I think about it, and I probably haven't thought about it enough, is I do think that he's playing a part in it. I really do. And, and that would be interesting if I, I mean, again, worry about what I say to him, but, you know, I'd love to know what his dad says to him. I don't know if I, you, I don't know how I could sort of word that. I mean, does, does your dad sort of tell you to bond down the wing? I, can't I, I, I wouldn't even go there initially. No, ask that open question about what what is it you're thinking mm. and then you know if he if he tells you you know a next question could be oh, okay that's that's interesting why mm. why would you be thinking that help me understand yeah, yeah. that yeah no good it's good but yeah i think that definitely is playing a part the more i think about it that's been like a, that's been like um what do you call it an epiphany yeah Discuss, discussing that with you that's cool um yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, really interesting. Well, it'd be it'd be interesting uh, if if it does actually make any difference whatsoever. And I genuinely, I don't think 
you're not going to have one training session, two training sessions. No, it's it's going to be over a longer period. But um, yeah, do you find that odd? That, I mean, I've always found that odd when you when I'm at a game and parents don't encourage the other players in the team. I've always found that strange. I don't know if you do. I, I, I don't know. I, I personally do because I, I encourage everybody, even if I'm a dad watching. I'm kind of, oh, well done, so-and-so, you know. I don't just reserve it for my own child. Yeah, I yeah. That really, really strange. I, I, don't, I don't know if I... Would I find it strange? I, I don't find it totally normal. I, I, I think the normal is to, to encourage the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think almost, you know, almost be a bit sheepish about cheering on their own quite too much, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of, yeah, I've always been just naturally, I will encourage every player, whether I'm watching one of my kids or whether it's my team. It's kind of, it's. I just find it very strange that you'd only sort of raise your voice for your own child when they're doing something. It's, I mean, I've got a couple who are like that. You, you hear them, you don't hear them that much encourage other players in the team. It's just reserved for their kids. And it's mostly, oh, come on, you should be doing, you know, it's, it's never never as much positivity as I, was, as I would like. It's always mm-hmm. that, oh, come on, you should have done this. Or why, come on, you got to get, you know, it's not like, oh, well done, that was really good. I don't, I don't often hear that. Which again, thinking about it, I find a bit odd. I'm probably so caught up in the game, I don't think about it too much. But when I reflect, it's always a, a few parents, and it's at their own kids, and it, it tends to be more negative than positive. But, but I just, I just wondered. It was interesting. It's interesting to me that you'd just reserve that for your own child and not the whole team. Mm. But you know, I can't make people cheer for the rest of the team most people do but then there's a few who don't and they reserve it but in this but going back full circle to this one lad yeah is that very almost aggressive yeah go on go on beat him go on so yeah i think you probably hit the nail on the head there it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not you're a sort of counselor or something for me well again it's, it's just <laughs> interesting i mean i it's just interesting to have these discussions isn't it because i don't know this lad that we're talking about. We kind of using him as a case study a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, well, see, uh, I mean, we didn't mean to. It's just kind of as we've delved into it, I'm getting more out of ways forward and things that I probably could have tried before that I've not, and I will now. And it's just been really, really interesting. And um, obviously, we've had people contact us previously about similar things but obviously if anybody out there has got this stuff going on they've got ideas ways they've maybe got around this problem things they've done you know get in touch um grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com um at grootscoachcast on the twitter because really really interested to hear particularly on this because obviously it affects me so much what other people have uh, encountered and how they've got around it that'd be really good to hear yeah, absolutely. And if you like our ramblings, if you want to head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a five-star review, that would be absolutely lovely. That just helps us grow the show and get out to other listeners. Now, we were going to talk about coach favoritism, but I think 
we're best leaving that because <laughs> we, yeah, we're on for an sorry. hour already, aren't we? Sorry, that's my fault. No, no, it's all right. So you know, got good mileage out of that. So we've got we've got a spare episode up our sleeves then. Now have to think about another. Yeah, no, I think we should definitely do that one yeah, because it definitely from the opposite side of it. Yeah, that'd be really good. It's quite an interesting one, given what was emailed into us. I, th- I think I definitely want to tackle that one in the in the next episode. So um, definitely. And again, it, I guess it's it's probably not one I've got a massive amount of experience for, but we can have a chat about it and speculate mm. over the the type of people that we're dealing with there, and then what what we'd actually do in that scenario yeah cool that's good because I've, I've got another story about that but it'd be probably better suited to the coaching perspective so that'd be good I'll save that one cool cool okay Ben thank you very much it's been emotional always is especially for me tonight Mr. Psychologist thank you <laughs> well that was good stuff so we'll catch you again next week cheers all the best guys